Yeah, all right, boys. It's your boy Dwayne here from London. Yeah, how's it going? Just chilling here with me, boys, taking some crack. Yeah, then we're going to go out, get a gangland shooting, come back, take more crack. Yeah, just calling in to say anyone north of London is a cunt. And I want everyone to know that, especially them jocks. What's that all about? Tight old shitheads. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I'm going to go back, take some more crack, wash this shit off me bum. Keep it set, lads. This is Dwayne from London, signing off. <laughs> Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Yes, you're listening to Sick and Ron. The Sick and Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, Steve Simon. I am Harrison. Harrison, you sound rather chipper today, and I think I know why. I, enlighten me, because I don't fucking know why. No, you know, I was looking at you. You mm-hmm. have this, like, lilt to your voice. You seem a little boy in mm-hmm. high spirits. Mm-hmm. I think it's because Mel Gibson announced today that he's working on a sequel to his 2004 film, Passion of the Christ. Oh, is that, is that what has you in high spirits? Oh, yes. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Um, I never saw the original, but... Uh, oh, you never saw it? It's torture porn, basically. Yeah, I know. It's this guy getting beat to death, right? My brother said yeah. he actually masturbated during the movie. Hmm. I didn't know he was into that kind of S&M stuff, but... Yeah, maybe I mean, it's that's pretty... Jesus it's pretty being extreme. Beaten. Well, G- Jesus does have a really tight swimmer's bod, so, you know, I could see that. Well, he, yeah. he was just beaten bloody pretty much for like half right. the film. Yeah. Um, this one's called The Resurrection. Mm. And it's going to focus on Jesus' resurrection, obviously, when he came back yeah. and he avenged, like, he avenged his death. Oh, when, when, he, when he wiped out the Roman Empire? It's, it's kind of like that movie. 300 ever, years later? Is that <laughs> did what you happened? ever see the movie High Plains Drifter? Uh, no. It's a Western, a Clint yeah. Eastwood Western. I think yeah. it's one of the first ones he ever mm. directed himself. Mm. But the movie's about uh, Clint Eastwood's this cowboy. He's in this town. Sadly, I'm more familiar with the fucking Beastie Boys song. High Plains Drifter. the same name. It's based yeah. on this movie. Okay, I'm sure it um, is. But the movie's great. I, yeah. I recommend it to everybody. Clint Eastwood was just this cowboy drifting into town. He's in this like uh, podunk Western town. And uh, these guys decide to rob him. And they rob him beat the fuck out of him and leave him for dead way out in the desert. Mm. Miraculously, he survives. Didn't they take his hat or some shit? Yeah, they, I think they took like, his hat. You don't hat. take a guy's hat in the desert. I think they took his hat it. and they just left him to be eaten yeah, by yeah. vultures. Yeah. Miraculously, he survived. And I think it's because of the, the kindness of some Indian lady or something. I don't mm. know. Anyway, he got nursed back to health, came back to that town, mm. killed everyone, raped all the women, mm. painted the entire town red, named himself sheriff, had a little mm. midget sidekick, and uh, called the town hell, hmm. and that's basically the that's basically the story. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I can kind of see that this the resurrection going in that and direction. Then he also took on some uh, Asian gangsters that had started to take over his block. I believe that's uh, that's Hyperion Strifter Two. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're getting them confused. Okay, sorry. Yeah, hmm. the third one had. Um, uh, Don Knotts in it. Did you ever see that? Uh, I didn't, but... They that, were partnered up as like an odd couple kind of thing? Yeah, and the orangutan. Yeah. From uh, any which, Every Which Way But Loose and Any Which Way You Can was also in High Plains Drifter 3. <laughs> so, Do you know how much money fucking The Passion of the Christ made? A lot of money. 
made a yeah, lot of money. Almost a billion dollars yeah. that money that that movie made. That well, much money. Well, because you got to figure like I don't know. Everyone in South America went to fucking see it, right? Yeah, the, and like yeah. all the evangelicals, yeah. they were like, finally yeah. we have a movie. A large portion of Africa, most what, likely. What I don't understand it, you know? is why movie executives. Okay, I, I see. Like Mel Gibson puts out this Jesus Bible mm. thumper, Jesus torture porn movie. They said I couldn't Christians rap about Jesus. Um, but why do they keep putting out these biblical films like Noah mm. or uh, Ben Hur? That which is not necessarily a biblical film, but it's, you know Roman times. <laughs> you know how much money that movie made? Well, uh, how much? It's like eleven million dollars. Oh, we get it. And, and it's weird because they keep doing it. I don't get it. And they keep being awful and just doing terribly. Like that Noah movie, there's like fucking giant rock people. Did you see it? I did see it. I did not see it. There's giant rock people. It's Russell Crowe plays Noah. Yeah, right? like the the earth is shared, you know, by uh, Russell Crowe and his family and then a bunch of uh, crazed people in Sodomite Woods. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a, a race of giant rock men. Is it, is it, didn't he like build himself a boat called Tugger and he cruises around and just like gets off the boat and beats the shit out of people, gets back on the boat and just keeps going around from country to country? Uh, no, that's, you, you're confusing him with uh, Russell Crowe's life. Okay, I think. all right, all right. That's, that's yeah, 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 Crow's that's life. what it's actually. Actually, is. I think that was a South Park thing. Okay. I think, I forget mm. where I found that. Maybe a Simpsons, <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyway, do either of these men, Russell Crowe mm. or Mel Gibson or even you, Harrison, mm. know how to approach a woman wearing headphones? Well, I mean, Mel Gibson was in What Women Want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and... I never, I still haven't seen it, but he made a movie that Jodie Foster directed, in which he's a guy who talks to a puppet on his hand, and it it, it was supposed to come out like a month after he said everything about the Jews and the, <laughs> the yeah yeah, and it sort of never saw the light of day, and it looked fu- fucking crazy as hell. Yeah, but do you think uh, women? Would still have sex with Mel Gibson, regardless of the, the the voicemail that came out, the anti-Semitic statements, the insane torture Jesus porn movies he makes. Yes, I do. I think so too. Yeah. Same with Russell Crowe. In this town, please. I know yeah. exactly. So I, I feel like let's, you know, if if if, if they approach a woman wearing headphones, mm-hmm. the woman's probably going to take her headphones off and be like, "Holy right. shit, Mel fucking Gibson." Yeah. You know, but yeah. if you approach a woman wearing headphones, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, I, I wouldn't. You wouldn't you know, go there? I, no, I wouldn't. I, I don't even approach women anyway. You get maced. You know? Rape whistle the entire yeah. time. As, as soon as you got within like two feet of Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm, I mean, usually, you know, it's, it saves you, the, at least saves you the trouble of asking, you know, hey, does this rag smell like chloroform to you? You know, you just, you don't have to ask that. You just, excuse me. Uh, yeah. I know this isn't normal, yeah. but uh, does, does this rag smell like chloroform? Yeah. The reason I'm bringing this up is uh, there's an amazing article this past week by relationship expert, hmm. uh, um, self-titled relationship expert, Dan Bacon from uh, his own blog, modernman.com. He wrote a blog called How to Talk to a Woman Who is Wearing Headphones. So I guess the only people that are relationship experts technically are uh, this guy, douchebag, uh, Steve Harvey for some reason. Is he? Yeah. Dr. He, Phil? He's written some of the most successful books on relationships. Steve Harvey? Yes. The, they made the guy a mo- from Family Feud. They Steve made Harvey. a movie. Yeah, he wrote a book for women being like, 
you want to get a man, you got to act like a man. It was called Act Like a Man. And then they made a movie based on it that was literally one of the worst things ever made. But it doesn't matter because it made its money back and, you know. I heard Gilbert Gottfried is a relationship expert. Um, I mean, he must be, you know. I can see that. Because he's got like a wife and several kids now. And I, If he wrote a book, yeah. though, on how to meet women, would you read it? And he's got just a, a closet full of ketchup packets. How to talk to yeah, women. Yeah. <laughs> I think he should actually I absolutely write would read it. Yeah, because <laughs> I actually listened to his podcast and it would be like, like you got to talk to him about obscure universal pictures monster movies, you know, <laughs> like the ghost of Frankenstein. This is how you yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, women yeah, by yeah. Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. I would love to see that. I think that'd be a good book. Yeah. I would read it. Better than fucking Dan Bacon, self-proclaimed relationship expert. Mm. But anyway, he, he wrote this uh, blog on, or he wrote this blog post on his blog, modernman.com. It's called How mm. to Talk to a Woman's Wearing Headphones. Mm. Immediately blew up all over the internet. Mm. Um, Jezebel.com wrote a parody of it. All these other sites were mm. parodying it and satirizing it and ridiculing it. Yeah. So then the dude actually went through and, and edited this blog post. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that in a second. Um, Jezebel actually had the best, the, the best thing. Because th this guy writes, wrote a blog about how to approach a woman wearing headphones, what to say to her, and actually writes out steps of, of, of how to interact with a woman wearing headphones. And uh, Jezebel basically wrote the same article, but it was how to talk to a woman holding in a dump. Mm. And... Uh, it goes on from there. Anyway, this guy writes this blog here. He says, These days, many women walk around playing with a smartphone or tablet device and are often wearing headphones and listening to music at the same time. Yeah. Yet, that doesn't mean you can't talk to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Those they're, women they're want to talk around, to you. They're running around. They're playing the Candy Crush. They're listening to... They're listening to Crazy Town. They're listening to Jodeci. They're you know, catching the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know yeah. I was thinking about this when I read that first. Uh, my girlfriend actually mm. mentioned it to me. She mm. goes, you see that story? And mm. I was like, uh, no, I haven't read it yet. And I read, mm. I read the, the, just the headline. And I was thinking, why would you approach a woman wearing mm. headphones mm. and think that she's going to take her headphones and want to talk to you? Yeah. Well, who would, first of all, anyone, when I'm wearing headphones, I have headphones on so I can tune you out. It's like I'm on fucking the city bus going somewhere and I'm trying to pretend I'm not on the city bus. That's why I have yeah. fucking headphones on. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is talk to you. However, no one's really coming up to me to try to talk to me except for a homeless guy, maybe, you know, mm. wanting to get money. But if you're a hot chick, mm. could you imagine that? I, I can't even, I can't even fathom well, that. I, I like... Honestly, because in, in, in New York, you kind of learn eventually, like, don't approach anyone ever, really. Don't fuck with people. you'll get stabbed. You won't get stabbed, but it's like nobody wants to, you know Metaphorically. If, when you have to go into Manhattan back and forth, it's like, you don't want... I mean, I, I was just talking just last week about how I almost beat a preacher to death before I moved yeah, out yeah. of New York. You know, just because especially on the commute home, you know, you, do, you don't want to be fucking with anybody. I, I think you respect other people's existence. Yeah, yeah. And their privacy. yeah. You respect it by ignoring them. Well, because you and live so, you're on top, you're so close yeah, yeah. to everybody else, yeah. and you just kind of learn to respect other people's existence. So when somebody came, would come up to me and be like, oh, you know, trying to say <laughs> things, and they're headphones. with their hands yeah. to take your headphones off. Yeah, they're off. talking, and then they like mime to take the. I, I take them out because I'm like, oh, 
this person must need medical attention or they must have a large sum of money to will me before they die or like why I literally think it's something important because why else would they be fucking asking me to do this you have something profound to say yeah, to yeah. me sir yeah. and then he's just like yeah. uh, you ever read any books by L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> yeah. and you're just like great Thanks, you fucking yeah. asshole. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's the thing. It's like I think people put on headphones mm. to ignore the rest of the world, mm. you know, purposely to remove themselves yes. from from daily existence, or to drown out the voices in your head. A lot of people put headphones on, yeah, without even any music, just so no one will talk to them. Oh yes, especially yeah. hot girls. Yeah. You know, but but not this guy, not Dan Bacon. Dan Bacon says if a girl, an attractive woman is wearing headphones, that doesn't necessarily mean she's off limits. Mm. Um, he says <laughs> approaching. He says there's a few steps that you need mm. to do here. Um, stand in front of her with one to one point five meters between you. So just first of all, block her path mm. so there's no way she can avoid you. OK, have a confident, easygoing smile and, and mouth. How's it going? He says most women are most are polite and friendly. They'll just take their headphones off and talk to you at this point. Because hmm. I'm sure most women are really interested in doing this. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. sweet, potential rapist standing in front of me. Right. You know, I, I'm going to talk to him. Yeah. Let's have a nice conversation. I'm sure this douchebag here um, wearing the fucking, uh, you know, fucking sweater vest wants, has something interesting to say to me. Right. You know? Um, his Adirondack jacket. Uh, wave your hand in front of her in case if she doesn't notice you. If she turns to walk away, keep waving your hand in her direct line of vision. Say, hey, how's it going again? Um, she most likely won't hear those words, but it's a way of showing to her that, she want, that you want to talk to her. Hmm. At this point, she'll most likely take her headphones off. And that's when you say, hey, how's it going? And you point to her and say, take your headphones off for a minute. And then... Uh, and then at that point, you can have your conversation. You know, it's, it's interesting. Have you ever seen this happen? I mean, of a guy going well, up to a woman with headphones kind of thing? And asking her to take them off? Yes, I have. And what usually happens? They get annoyed. Um, they do it anyway. And they're just kind of like, uh, hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I'm in a hurry. I'm right. going to go. I saw this the other day. I was at the gym. Because it's not like they're, you know, it's like, hey, yeah, I noticed you, uh, you uh, look good, and uh, you know you're uh, you're one of these women I see around sometimes. So like, what are you? Uh, what's going on? It's not like it's not like yeah. You know what? I a thought occurred to me, and I just have to say that Nietzsche Friedrich Nietzsche saw a horse being whipped on the streets of Turin, and at that moment he broke down in tears, and that was what broke his mind from both the syphilis and both the, the crippling emotional pain he had his entire life. That and that's all I work, wanted though. to say. And, and, you know, go back to listening to Crazy Town or, you know, the Low Fidelity All-Stars or whatever. You know. That might actually work, though. Yeah. You know, I, I'm saying most guys aren't probably going to say that. Okay. You know, most guys are going to be like, you like Hagen does? Yeah. <laughs> I like your headphones. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I, w- I was at the gym the other day, and there's an attractive woman in there that was on mm. the. I, so I was on the treadmill, and she was doing the stairs, mm. and she was like this hot Armenian girl with like a Kim Kardashian ass, and she was mm. sexy wearing like a leggings or whatever, mm. yoga pants, and she said they're on her stairmaster doing her work. She's got her, you know, got her headphones on, probably listening to Beyonce or mm. Nicki Minaj. You know, I'm on that treadmill for Mm. like 15 minutes. And in Mm. that 15 minute time, four guys walked up to her Mm. while she's on the Stairmaster, you know, doing the stairs Mm. thing. And they're like, yo, yo, take off your headphones. And she's just like, hi. Mm. And then they say something stupid like, yo, Mm. I I just noticed that uh, you're, you're looking good today. I like your pants. Yeah. I like your form. And she's just like, ah, yeah. Mm. And puts her headphones back in. Mm. And I was just like looking at these guys. I'm like, seriously? At first, the first mm. guy, I'm like, wow, that's insane that you that you would have the confidence to do that. I would never do that. You're just going to get rejected. And of course, it didn't work. Mm. And then the second guy came, got shot down too. And I'm thinking, wow, two guys in like you know six minutes, less than 10 minutes. Four guys in 15 minutes approached this girl. Mm. I feel so sorry for an attractive woman. Yeah. They're not doing anything but existing. Well, I mean, I feel like there's some, you know, general kind of international laws of and rules of warfare. You, you know, like, you know, don't use uh, sarin gas. Don't use mustard gas. Don't hit on a woman at the gym. Don't, don't hit on a woman who's walking with headphones in the mall. Yeah, don't hit on a woman that's bartending, you know? Yeah, the problem is, is people like these quote-unquote relationship experts mm. they're trying to instill this false sense of mm. confidence in these fucking artards yeah. that just should not ever listen to guys like this right neil strauss who wrote the game asshole yeah look how many women this guy's responsible for bothering mystery right. asshole yeah Hat. think of how many women that guy's responsible for annoying yeah uh, although i don't know man you're getting you're getting to be a figure of you know you now you have two fucking weird creatures I as do accessories have two you know but i'm not going out you got to start wearing up, a top hat and yeah but i'm not going out with these two mm. cats under my jacket walking up to a girl yeah. wearing headphones being like do you like cats yeah please take your headphones off yeah. and talk to me about yeah. my cats yeah. i'm not doing that yeah. my cats are in my house tucked okay. away yeah for my own amusement um so if a, he mentions here, if a guy finds himself in a situation where a woman doesn't want to talk to him, but that rarely ever happens because all women like to talk to these type of dudes, mm. uh, he should just respect the woman's right not to want to talk to him. He might say, for example, sorry to bother you. Have a nice day. Mm. Then walk off and leave her alone. That's what you do. But he's not sorry to bother. He's her. not because yeah. this is what this guy does. In his mm. mind, mm. his deluded mind, he feels like, this girl actually wants to gives a shit about him. Though, wants to talk to him. Though, just to play devil's advocate for a moment, um, I have seen. I mean, it is a numbers numbers game, and I have seen it work. I've have I've known idiots who were just like, I'm hanging around with them, and they'll just go up to like 30 women over the course of a few hours, and you know they'll have three numbers or something, two numbers. You know, where though? At a bar? On the street? Just on the street? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he used to do this on the street. I wonder how many if of those you numbers, have like how no many of those shame numbers and are no real dignity and you know or actual numbers. He said that they were um, usually real. Yeah. 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 All right. Maybe. What does he look like? Because look I, like Alexander Skarsgård. No, he absolutely didn't at all. I think it's just like you just. I don't know. Out of fucking thirty women, 
there's, I guess the there's odds at least then, yeah. there are at least ten that that can hate themselves to a considerable degree. <laughs> that they're like, you know what? Well, I guess. So you this know? this is the best part of the story. This yeah. is where the guy edited the article because he never had this in here two days ago. Mm. Um, two days ago, when this article came out, he wrote about this whole section here. When you get the girl to take her headphones off, you must acknowledge the awkwardness of the situation. Right. We call it acknowledging the awkwardness <laughs> stage. It's you can't <laughs> say that. You can't just say we call it the thing I just said it was. I feel like this yeah. guy coined this term. It's like yeah. acknowledging the awkwardness is crucial to maintaining a conversation with a woman. You can't say that unless you're like, we call it Bromdignagianism or some, you know, like that's how you have to do it. You know. Well, we had this whole section in here that he has since edited out. So yeah. if you actually go to modernman.com mm. or whatever it is. And uh, and find that this article you won't see this anymore. But, but I I'm bet telling you, you can people, find I read the cached it. version. I'm sure you probably could. Mm. Um, so he says a lot of the controversy around this article is, has been due to people imagining a sleazy, creepy, or very assertive guy approaching a woman and harassing her. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that's exactly what what happens here. Yeah. That's you. He says that's their issue for imagining that scenario, not mine. What I'm talking about is two normal people. Talking to each other and having a friendly, hey, easy-going conversation. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but yeah, so he took this whole thing out and was uh, it was mentioning that, you know, you have to acknowledge the awkwardness. And the way you acknowledge the awkwardness is saying something like this. Hey, I know it's not normal for people to talk to someone with headphones in, but I was walking along and saw you and thought, wow, she's hot. I have to say hi to you. I'm Dan. What's your name? Is that actually what he says? That's what he says right here. <laughs> he said nothing about Nietzsche or okay. the Superman or flogging a dead horse. What the shit? It's crazy. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should, you know. You don't acknowledge yeah. the awkwardness, Harrison. No, I always acknowledge the awkwardness. Actually, come to think of it, your existence is acknowledging it the awkwardness. It totally is. It's your all dating doing. life. Yeah. That's how I would sum it up. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm also the guy that, that, that my cold opening on Twitter for women is like, you know, well, if they have piercing blue eyes, is that you have the piercing blue eyes of a young Adolf Hitler. A um, young Adolf Hitler. Yeah, it's a screening Do you process. like women that look like Adolf Hitler? Yes. Women with this, like, fearer... Yeah, with the mustache. Fashion sense going on the, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Did you put on the mustache? Yeah. I'm into that. Uh, so then uh, the woman would respond at this point mm. because all women are going to be like, oh, yeah, I know mm. it's not normal either. Uh, you know, awkwardness has been acknowledged. I feel comfortable mm. now. Um, so, I mean, that is kind of like a lot of, you know, it's kind of like Conan O'Brien's whole hosting shtick I think Conan O'Brien knows better than to go up to a girl with headphones on acknowledging the awkwardness of him trying to do comedy has (laughs) always been a huge part of his comedy because he's kind of an awkward guy and it works yeah and it works you know it works Um, then he goes on to say Mm. uh, once a woman says her name then you need to add in some light humor pepper Mm. some light humor and smile to create a spark say something like cool nice to meet you Jessica I don't normally talk to girls with headphones on, but your big green headphones were just calling out to me. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, you know this yeah. guy. What, has, you mean my Beats by Dre that everyone fucking, you know what I mean? Like, But you know this Dan what? Bacon, quote unquote, relationship expert, 
run seminars yeah. that, that fucking Indian dudes pay like five grand to go to. Hmm. And so now Indian guys... Like Native American guys? No, I'm talking or? like, I'm okay. talking about like uh, Slurpee Indian guys. Okay, you know, okay. Um, hmm. Not Feather Indians. But, hmm. but these guys, regardless, dorks, you know, that work in like fucking right. tech companies in Silicon Valley who are probably going to pay a lot of money right. for Dan Bacon to tell to instill them with this false sense of confidence and hope so that they can go up to girls at the mall with headphones on and say something absolutely retarded like this. And this and this is why the uh, schools in the Bay Area are now flooded with autistic children. <laughs> you know, seriously. It's um, a fact. He says, once you say the green headphones line, mm. the woman might possibly smile or laugh possibly uh and he says if if uh, you're in a shopping mall or in a city street you got to let her know that you have something else to do besides talking to her because you weren't just sitting there scoping her out mm. so you gotta say anyway i'm just out doing a bit of shopping at the moment how about you <laughs> and anyway uh, <laughs> i'm just out doing a bit of shopping i know i i happen to be dressed like a clown and holding these balloons but i mean i assure you it's your, I mean, your headphones are really cool, you know. <laughs> I like this part. Keep the conversation going yeah. for as long as you can. If she's not busy at that moment, ask her for her phone number before parting your parting ways here. Because that's, that's just how it happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, headphone comment, you're in. Oh, yeah. she starts smiling. That's gold. Then get your phone number. Because girls love yeah. to just pass out their phone number, you know, randomly. Yeah, that's, that's utter charm. To dudes harassing yeah. them on the street. Right, yeah. Um, well, I mean... It happens, but uh, I don't understand. Like, why is he an expert? You know, this guy. Yeah, I know. He says he uh, mm. has sex with a lot of women. Mm. Um, oftentimes, girls won't give out their number. Yeah, he says. Of course, if a woman doesn't want to talk to a guy again, she can say no to giving him her phone number, and mm. the man should respect that and leave the interaction. Mm. For example, the woman says, "I'd rather not give out my number." Your response should be, "Okay, cool." Nice talking to you anyway. Have a great day. Because it's just two normal human beings having a normal conversation that might lead to a phone number exchange or not. What do you... What, I mean, that's all well and good, but like, my concern is what do you do when you're approached with one of these suburban uh, phantom clowns that literally every week in the news I read another story about these clowns that are just like appearing and waving to people from the forest, you know? You're talking about the actual clowns. The clowns. That are like uh, terrorizing small yeah. cities. Yeah, yeah, Well, one of them, I would it's, be it's, like... It's growing. It's, it's, you know? Well, one of them I'd actually want to exchange phone numbers with. Right. Because I would want to get to know that person better. Yeah. I would take my headphones off and be like, you're yeah. a clown. I have no idea why you're here. You're mm. probably murderous. But at the same mm. time, let's hang out. Let's spend some time together. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got some... I got some Molly, you know. I, we can uh, do some of that and just see where it leads us. You know? I might use some of my PUA techniques, like negging. Yeah, where'd you get those yeah. shoes? Yeah. Those are the worst clown shoes I've ever seen. They're way too small. Pay less shoe yeah. store. <laughs> That's where you got those from. And then you know, once yeah. once his clown confidence is low, right? His self esteem has been damaged. I'll move yeah. in and just rape him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just straight sodomize right yeah. there in the woods because that's what you do in the woods. I just think the funniest thing about this guy is he keeps emphasizing that it's just two normal human beings having a conversation. 
That's all it is. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. And if anyone has a problem with that, you're barking up the wrong tree. Mm. I'll never back down from the fact that it's perfectly normal for a man and a woman to talk to each other. Mm. Yeah, keep deluding yourself. You're never going to back down from the fact that you're a fucking annoying, entitled prick. Mm. That's what you are. And what you're doing is you're deluding and instilling this false sense of confidence in these fucking douchebags. Right. Yeah, I feel, not even douchebags. There's douchebags that already feel like that are overconfident. But what I hate is that these guys that are you know, socially awkward will listen to a guy like this and ascribe to his theories and then just go make a total fucking ass of themselves while annoying the shit out of some attractive woman who's like a billion times outside their league. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I guess what's the alternative? Like they're they're like, um, I just I can't. I, I, I've been I've been meaning to I I, I you know like I guess that's the alternative it. is hire an escort. Yeah, go get yeah. a prostitute. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's a hilarious article. You should go read it. It's uh, on modernman.com. It's called How to Talk to a Woman Wearing Headphones. And go read all the parody ones. I know mm. Jezebel's uh, How to Talk to a Woman Taking a Dump is pretty funny too. Mm. Um, People, it's episode 548 here is sick and wrong. You know, I want to mention one thing. Mm. Did you know last week we did that whole story about the girl in the subway with the worms and the crickets? Oh, yes. That nightmarish episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was Turns a hoax, Turns out it was man. a prank. I know. I read that. It was a prank yeah. uh, by this uh, prankster. She's like a YouTube, she's a wannabe YouTube star named Zyda Pugh. Not only is she a prankster, but she's a studio gangster. Okay. Yeah, and that's, that's well. Now she's yeah. charged with reckless endangerment. So I don't yeah. approve of that at all, dude. I, you know, I would be, I would almost be pressing a civil suit yeah. against her after experiencing. I that. mean, here's the thing: if you do something that, like, like if you're sick on the subway, get off the subway. Don't like if you if you do something to hold up the subway train for thirty minutes, you you just cost. I don't know. You just eliminated the city of like ten million dollars of revenue somehow. I feel like. Well, you've, you know, you've taken years off com- of people's lives. Commerce is, you know, no commerce, you know, commerce has come to a halt. Well, she for said a that number uh, of people. She claims to be a performance artist. Right. And so she said she hoped to make a point about how people disregard and look down upon homeless people, especially those with mental illness. But she had no idea that a subway rider would mm. pull the train's emergency brake. Right. Um, which caused the train to be stalled for a half hour. She, she said she didn't know that was going to happen, and she issued a 40-minute apology, which she posted to her Facebook page. Right, so now people will, will uh, you know, really think thoughtfully about the homeless, and now they'll just assume that all homeless people travel with a menagerie of vermin. She's desperate so, for attention. Okay, yeah, yeah. Desperate to be a viral video star. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what ends up happening is she gets charged with reckless endangerment. I would, pr- I, if I was on that train, I would be pressing a civil suit against this woman. I'd go hire a Jewish lawyer for that. Oh, it's a waste of money. I don't care. She doesn't have any money. I don't care. Kidding? I would take her for mm. whatever she had. Mm. So something, something sentimental. Okay. So, uh, so I could feel better about myself. My finest. Crickets. I could be vindicated. Yeah. I want that box of yeah. crickets. Yeah. Um, you know what she did? And I read somewhere else that uh, she actually staged a prank in like Times Square where she just stabbed, stabbed the baby. A baby. Yeah. yeah. And then taped that too. Yeah. And then like, how will people react when I stab this baby? Ugh. It's annoying. I mean, if you know, although, hey, Jamie Kennedy does the same thing and he's got a TV show. <laughs> or at least he did for like two years. You know who's a man that could talk to a woman wearing headphones? 
Jamie Kennedy. John Steele. Okay. I think John Steele could approach a woman wearing headphones, and she'd take those headphones off and talk to him. Yeah, because, uh, you know, he might, like, crush her with his, you know, between his fucking index finger and his thumb. That's <laughs> why his, she would take it off. With his rapier wit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. His uh, yeah. keen insight. Well, we'll find What's out. What's up with all these trans bathrooms? <laughs> we'll find out yeah. <laughs> if Steele would approach a woman wearing headphones. Coming up next, we have Fistful of Steel. After that, phone calls. Uh, but first, here's a word from adamandeve.com. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Uh, my sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horse shit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. Hello? Steel. D. What's cracking there? Happy uh, Happy Labor Day! You got a uh, you, you taking out the boat and the and the family? Going to roast some marshmallows camping? Well, I I have no family unless you consider the load. I just rinsed down my sink. My family. Uh, there's a lot of uh, although I'm you know I had a vasectomy years ago, so that's not even family anymore. It's not even potential kids. It's nothing. It's blank. There's nothing in there. I figured you had some uh, no, crusty I used socks. To, uh, obviously, Labor Day weekend. I used to uh, really look forward to the Jerry Lewis Labor Day telethon uh, for muscular oh, yeah. dystrophy. But he got you know they stopped doing that years ago. So I mean that used to be what I considered my yearly or annual fast because I can't eat like for several hours after I see him <laughs> wheel out the kids. So now I don't have that fast that I do on a yearly basis come the beginning of September. So, you know, ever since he went off the air with his telethon, I really don't do anything on Labor Day. And I'm sure as a fuck not going up north with all the other white trash. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, it was a tradition for you to watch, uh, you know, get some uh, some Altez and uh, some whiskey, hang out and watch the telethon all weekend. Yeah, I drew all my Jerry Lewis T-shirt from 1981 that had like the cartoon, the young cartoon Jerry Lewis on it. It wasn't like Jerry Lewis when his head was really fat and bulbous when he was on that fucking prednisone medication or whatever, where his face looked like it was going to explode. But it was like a, it was like the Jerry Lewis when he was still part of Martin and Lewis. It was like a caricature cartoon drawing. You remember that t-shirt? Yeah, that that would have been like, what, late 70s? 
early yeah, 80s? Yeah, well, probably, no, I think it was probably 50s or 60s oh, before we started early? making okay. movies like Geisha Boy and, and uh, you know, Nutty Professor and stuff like that. It was probably in the 60s era, but I didn't get it. You know, he used that as his logo for so many years that when I got the T-shirt, it was like in 1980, but it was like a, it was an older drawing or caricature of him from, you know, 30 years before that. So I used to throw that on, cook a few hot dogs, uh, get a jerk off in before the thing started. And I, you know, I'd eat, I'd pregame for the telethon because like I said, I, once I see it, I can't eat for a while, but I love the entertainment, you know, Tony Orlando and Dawn would come out and then sometimes he'd bring out Jim neighbors. And when Paul Lind was still around, Paul Lind would make an appearance. who was uh, possibly the funniest, most entertaining gay we've ever seen in our lifetime. So he'd bring him out. So there was just an array of these kind of semi, yeah, yeah. Did you say Elf? No, I, no, I wish, did Elf ever come out? I, I think he did. That's why I thought you said that, because I think <laughs> no, like I in the talent. 80s, Elf made an appearance on there, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not know that. Um, so wait, so you're talking like it's pure A-list celebrities then? Well, in my mind, A-list, and the rest of the people's mind, probably closer to B or C, but see, to me, the B and C-listers are the A-listers. It's the A-listers that should be at the back of the bus. You know, the, the A-listers should ride in the back of the bus, much like the blacks had to ride in the back of the bus, bus down in 1950s Mississippi, because I'm, I'm a D and C-list guy. Those are the celebrities that interest me and entertain me, not the fucking Brad Pitts and the fucking Johnny Depps or any of that shit. I want to see the Tony Orlandos. I want to see the fucking Paul Lins and the Charles Nelson Rileys. That's what I want to say. No, it's, it's all a matter of perspective. I agree with that. In fact, I think Alf should be at the very front of the bus, if not the front seat. Yeah, well, he's, oh, well, he should at least be on the short bus, because Elf, I think, was a little bit retarded. Because I knew kids that looked like like retarded kids that were actually in special ed that kind of had the same facial same features facial, as Elf did. Yeah. The uh, elongated face structure. Yeah. Um, so who raises money then for the, uh, what was it, muscular dystrophy? Who ra- what about the muscular dystrophy? Does no one give a shit about them anymore? Well, I think people have moved on to the Zika virus. I think Zika virus and the, the uh, of course, a few years ago, the thing that was raising, I don't know if they raised any money for it, but a few years ago, the thing that was raising money for muscular dystrophy was the fucking water bucket challenge, the ice bucket challenge. You remember that? Like two oh, years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was supposedly to raise awareness. I don't know if it raised any cash, but it was supposed to raise awareness for muscular dystrophy or one of the muscular dystrophies. And I thought, boy, this is not a good trend. I mean, if this is what you, because it was supposed supposed to mimic when you dump the ice over your head it was supposed to mimic the feeling of having like muscle loss control and i thought to myself this is not a good trend if this is yeah and and that's that was supposed to be the 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 gist of it but i thought to myself this can't be good because if we're now doing awareness campaigns that are supposed to give you the feeling of of the you know, plight that you're supposed to be making awareness for, then I sure hate to think what we're going to have to do come rape awareness month. What are we going to have to jam cucumbers up our ass? <laughs> so, yeah, to mimic the feeling of getting raped. <laughs> well, hopefully it, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Anyway, um, so Seal, uh, we, we were talking just, uh, just uh, briefly during the intro uh, about the guy who wrote the article about how to approach women wearing headphones. And it, it, it's basically about a guy like, you know, how do you hit on a woman wearing headphones? He's one of those pickup artist types. So we're, we're speculating how Steele would hit on a woman. When's the last time you just like walked up, hit on a chick, and actually successfully scored? 
Oh, see, you had to throw in that caveat at the end of <laughs> successfully scored. I was going to say, you know, I, I probably have a lot more instances where I went up and hit on a woman and completely failed miserably, and my self-esteem was lowered down to nothing by the time I was done. But uh, in terms of success, I'm going to say, I mean, I don't even think I've technically successfully or failed at hitting on a woman probably since, like, directly, just blatantly hitting on a woman probably since 1997. I mean, yeah, I don't... Oh. It, yeah, but you posted that picture on Facebook from high school where you look like a young, dashing Bruce Jenner. I'm sure you got some ladies back then. Well, I'm glad you said young, dashing Bruce Jenner and not a 65-year-old Bruce Jenner, which would mean I was not wearing a dress and some fuck-me-pumps. But, uh, yeah, no, I, that was actually after, that was probably 93, 94 or somewhere around there. And yeah, I was, I was fuck I was hot as fuck. I was so fuckable and it's so desirable women. I mean, women, when I went through town, when I was in my early twenties, there wasn't a dry pussy within miles of me. I mean, I made chicks pussies wet. <laughs> Wet. I bet. No, I didn't like satisfy them in the sack whenever I went to bed with them. I usually left them very unsatisfied, but their pussies were soaked, and don't make any mistake about that. <laughs> so what is the hit? What, what's the pickup line? Like when you're hitting on a chick, what, which, what, mm-hmm. what line would you use? Give me an example. Well, the, one of the lines I used to use quite commonly, and quite frankly, I'm still a little shocked to this day that it used to go over like a turd in a punch bowl, but sometimes I just, uh, out of the blue, I'd say, I'd walk up to a woman and say, so, my name's John, what's your name? Should you tell me your name? And I'd say, tell me how you feel about fingering. <laughs> and what was Never the seemed to work. I don't know why. I mean, I'm just, it's not really that out of line to ask that. I mean, because you really should know if if somebody's interested in you, they shouldn't mind a little, you know, if, if you're ever going to fuck somebody, they certainly shouldn't be opposed to a little finger in the pussy. <laughs> did, did you ever have any girls that are amenable to that? Like, oh, I love fingering. Tell me about your technique. Not, uh, not one. Not one in 35 years of hitting on chicks. Not a single one. No, see, most of the broads that I've ever laid, well, some of them have kind of been paid for, like strippers uh, that, that are whores on the side that, you know, will take well, a little yeah, extra money to fuck count. me or blow me. So I've, I've had a lot of that. So they usually don't say no when you have a few Washingtons in your hands. Uh, and I'm not talking about wooden teeth. I'm talking more or less uh, the Benjamin Franklin or the $100 bill. Who's ever yeah. on the $100 bill? Franklin's. You won't fuck with the white hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, when you have a few of those, they're usually not opposed to that, so they don't usually turn me down in that case. But then the other fucking times, I mean, honestly, in the last 15 or 20 years when I've gotten laid, uh, aside from sometimes when I've maybe been in a semi relationship for a couple months or something where, you know, they never lasted long. But normally I was shit faced at the bar. She was shit faced at the bar. We wound up fucking bonding over being shit faced at the bar. We wound up fucking and having sloppy sex. Half the time. I don't even remember if I fucked like blew my load in her outer on her. T- I don't even know where the load went. By the time I fucking woke up out of my stupor. So, I mean, it was never like a, it wasn't like being like, I never really had to go hit on chicks. It was just a kind of fell in my lap as just being two shit faced drunks that were horny and wanted to fuck. You know what I mean? I I think, I think what it comes down to is alcohol makes the best lubricant. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It certainly makes the best, uh, um, it certainly makes yes a lot easier. Yeah, exactly. I I think it just, maybe, maybe that's what you need to do. Don't even worry about your pickup line. Just buy her a few drinks. You know, yeah, just get I mean, wasted so, and let I mean, what happened happen. And frankly, you know, in the nineties, you know, when you're kind of young and in your twenties, sometimes you'll, you'll, you know, you know, I mean, you go up to chicks knowing full well that the pickup line you're going to use is 
isn't going to work, but sometimes you're making, you're with your friends and you want to show that machismo to say, look, I'll go tell her this. I'll go ask her this. And I mean, if, if on a long shot, she agrees to it, it's like, wow, you're the fucking king of the mountain. Like, look at that stud. He just, you know what he just said to her? And she said, yes. And they're going to go bang. I mean, then you're like a hero amongst heroes, but like, so it's kind of more of a, a show off type thing. Like, Hey friend, Hey guys, watch this, watch what I'll go say. And let's see what she says to this. So if you get slapped, yeah, it's like if you get slapped, it's fucking comedy fodder for everybody. It's comedy gold because you just got slapped across the face from some broad. And if she says yes, it's a, so it's a win-win either way. So it's not very, there's no risk involved really, you know? You know, as, as long as it's consensual on both sides, I don't see anything wrong with the pickup lines. You know, I, I just feel like people, like men in general, will listen to like a, one of those pickup artist assholes and just get this false sense of confidence. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I can go approach any girl, uh, even if she's right. wearing headphones, and I'm going to score because I'm confident. It's like, no, you know, you, you, it's, it's not going to work. You look like George Costanza. You know, no girl's going to want to have sex with you anyway. So maybe on the off chance, if you're at the bar and this girl just broke up with her boyfriend, she's getting drunk, you're getting drunk, you buy her a few drinks, you say something funny, then you might have an opportunity to score if she's down sure, for and yeah, and I, I like how you prefaced it. As long as it's consensual, I don't think it matters what the pickup line is. So in other words, you're saying if it's consensual, it doesn't matter what you say. But if you're a raper, you better use a good pickup line. <laughs> yeah, so you know. Mind, kids, if you're out there trying to pick up chicks. If it's rape, it doesn't matter what you use. Or if it's consensual, it doesn't matter what you use. But if you're a raper, you better say something nice. Do you even need to use a line when it's rape, I guess? Uh, Well... A knife to the throat is more of a nonverbal gesture. Yeah, you just need a pantyhose mask. That's all you really need. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're going to have consensual sex, which is the type of sex you should be having, <laughs> the kind of sex we endorse here on Sick and Wrong, um, you, you, you have to put that you, disclaimer you on with your line. listeners, because your <laughs> listeners probably are wondering right now, well, should I rape or should it be consensual? Definitely do not rape, people. <laughs> Don't listen to Seal. <laughs> God, it's, I'm, I'm glad I'm not around you during a zombie apocalypse. So I don't know what would happen then. Um, all right, all right. Steel, Steel has a few rants to get to. Uh, the first one is uh, is a fairly is an interesting topic, fairly topical, but a very interesting topic. It's about the Apple Apple's use of emojis, and I think they're kind of fascistic about it. The way Apple controls oh. these emojis. Yeah, I think they're getting that way for sure. It's becoming very, very controlling on their end, so much to the point where they're, you know, they're certainly looking over the landscape in the environment and the culture around the world to determine, you know, what emojis to develop and which ones not to. Exactly. So here's uh, rant number one. If there is ever a Super Bowl for douchiest company on the planet, I'd say Apple has just tossed their hat into the ring. First, Apple led the way in political correctness against guns by replacing their handgun emoji with a water pistol emoji. Apparently, we are not adult enough to be able to handle cartoonish-looking handguns that shoot cartoon bullets anymore. Therefore, we will only be allowed to use cartoonish-looking water pistols that shoot cartoon water. Thanks, Apple. Your new water pistol emoji makes me feel safer from gun violence already. 
already. But if that wasn't douchey enough, Apple had to consult the diversity consortium to make sure that their new emojis were representative of all genders and cultures. A diversity consortium? Holy fuck. I bet that these consortium folks are a real barrel of laughs. Is this where all of the gender and racial studies majors end up working once they graduate with their laughable safe space anti-trigger word degrees? Can you imagine how nauseating the office conversation must be at this fucking place? I imagine you're not going to hear too many of your co-workers standing around the water cooler asking, Hey, Steele, have you heard the one about the nigger, the fag, the rape baby, and the drag queen? Besides, I don't know how much more diverse you have to be with your emojis when your most popular emoji is a smiling turd. When you have already diversified to the point where you are pandering to the fecal community, I don't think you have anyone left to pander to. When you're making sure that the country's stool doesn't feel left out of your emoji menu, I think you've pretty much covered all the bases. So here's an idea, fuck faces. How about instead of making up new emojis every fucking year, you concentrate on making the customer service lines at your fucking Apple stores move less slowly. Sound good? Or would this upset the happy turd demographic that you are so desperately seeking the approval of? Anyway, thank you, Apple. Maybe we can now finally use that black, Euro-Asian, Croatian, sub-gender-leaning, multi-gender, binary, non-conforming, gender-fluid emoji that we've been eagerly awaiting. Hopefully your new emojis will allow us to express what race or what gender we are identifying with at any given moment. I know that your emojis are making the world a better place. After all, we rely on your emojis to tell us what bigotry is and to help us recognize our own self-worth. So thanks again, Apple, for being so goddamn adorable. <laughs> it Steel, do you even have a Mac? What do you have, like a Commodore 64? Or... <laughs> <laughs> No, I have the Radio Shack. Was that the cow? Well, who, what did Radio Shack make in 1981? Do you remember? I remember they the had track? this like Wasn't box. It, come- it was a I forget the brand. It was the Radio Shack brand. But it had a. It was a. Tra- it was called Trask something. I think wasn't it the Trask 100 or something? Do you still uh, have one of those? I have a. I I have a Tandy computer. Texas <laughs> Instruments. <laughs> I don't think any of those companies exist anymore. Holy fuck, that's funny as shit. I just picture you using like a dot matrix printer, like in this big, huge, like monitor, like CRT monitor. Um, those were incredible, the dot matrix printers. I well, forgot you- about those. But no, I, I, have, I do not have any Apple products, I'm proud to say. I own, what's the other one? The, is it Droids or uh, uh, Android. Uh, Microsoft? Those are the products I have, the Microsofts and the Droids. And the Droids. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's a, it's an interesting point though with these uh with these emojis because there's a consortium of, of people it's a, it's called the unicode consortium and they're the ones who decide which emojis are to be released and you can you can submit an emoji design but then the consortium uh-huh. has to meet and they vote on to which one so yeah they'll vote on that smiling turd but you know you have a a knife emoji well no no more knife emojis too violent it's fucking bizarre yeah well i I want to know how you get on this consortium like who is this made up like that's why i said is it the these people graduating with these useless college degrees and gender and major uh uh cultural studies that get on these consortiums to make these decisions i mean is that who's in charge of this shit i think it's kind of like the shriners or something like i think you have to wear like your your funny hats and your secret cloaks and you get together and you, you decide which emojis people are allowed to use like uh, you know up until was it like a couple of years ago maybe a year ago then they started adding all the eth- the, the ethnic emojis because now you can choose which skin color you want 
Yeah, you, yeah, you can be even like an Eskimo or something. Some fucking ridiculous. You can even be an Octa fucking Rune. You can be like, you can choose the, the shade of black. Instead of being Yafet Koto, you can be Halle Berry black. It's ridiculous. But the funniest thing about it is no matter how many times they you know, remove a pistol or make it a water pistol or take out a knife and add something else, we as a people will pervert your emojis. Like, have you noticed that? Like, uh, they'll use the eggplant emoji to symbolize a penis, and then they'll use the water spraying emoji to symbolize cum, and then they'll use the emoji of the, of the crying face, so as if the penis is spraying cum all over a poor crying face. I've seen people post that a lot. So it's like, are you going to remove every emoji that you have available? Because we'll pervert those emojis. It doesn't matter what you put on there. I, I totally agree. I mean, it started with just the, the old analog shit where people would put like a, like if they wanted to make a dick and balls before emojis ever yeah. came out, they'd make what? they put like a zero, like an, a zero or an, an O eight. on each side of like a, a, a lowercase L or something to make it signify dick and balls. So, so that whole thing is going back into, you know, earlier generations of early technology where they started, you know, making these things into things that they were not and insinuating other things. So you're absolutely correct on that. Yeah, we used to use like a calculator. You'd put like an eight and then an equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, and then like a out, like a closed parenthesis sign to symbolize a penis. Remember that? I mean, you could do, you can, you can use all the symbols. So it's like, that doesn't matter what your fucking consortium and how politically correct you are. We'll still, we'll still make penises out of whatever you provide. It doesn't matter. Whatever's well, there. Well, that's that's the beauty and the the universal appeal of the penis is that you can <laughs> it can you can do so you can make it out of so many things. I mean, you can make it out of crepe paper. You can make it out of you said little symbols on your calculator. Uh, you know, so I mean, you can make a penis out of virtually nothing. And people's intuition and innovation when it comes to that has never ceased to amaze me. They'll always yeah. find a way to turn something into a cock. Exactly. So we will pervert your emojis. We will make them into penises. So the second rant you got here is about, is this about the big and tall store? Like the store big and tall? The shop? Well, there's, is that a brand name? There's, a, there's several big and tall stores out there, especially for guys. Like they're called big and tall stores. I don't think they call the fat chick ones <laughs> big and tall. I think those are called plus size. No, I, think uh, that, it's, it's, I, I think that's called the dress barn. You ever the seen dress the dress barn or around here we have what's called fashion bug plus. So it's, it's, oh, you're very fashionable, but you wear a plus size. So why don't you come to fashion bug plus to get your clothing? So yeah, but the big and talls, I think mostly refer to dudes. Like if it's a dude that's fat or tall or, you know, doesn't get yeah. regular fitted clothing. So yeah, this was, uh, it's about a big and tall store. I don't know if it's actually about a store called big and tall. Cause the one here that I drove by isn't called big and tall. It's, it's, it's oh, something it's else. It's okay, called. it's a big and tall store. Okay, I know here there's yeah, a brand, there's a store, a chain called Big and Tall. So if you're oh, okay, a big that's and really tall possible. guy, you had to but, go there. Right, this one's a big and tall store, but not <laughs> that brand. It's just another brand of big and tall shit. All right. Oh my goodness. I just rode by a big and tall store that advertised sizes up to 9XL and waistbands up to 84 inches. What the fuck? I didn't even know 9XL existed. I just figured they stopped making some of the shit after 4XL. I mean, why even bother calling it 9XL? Why not just call it holy fuck? In fact, I would rename all of the big and tall store sizes to things like, say, extra tubby, emotional overeater, salad dodger, fat fuck, sodbuster, clinically obese, holy fuck, and stop eating. 
People who are 9XL with an 84-inch waistline don't need a new wardrobe. No, what they need is Richard Simmons in a padlock with an alarm system to put across their fucking lips. Look, if you're kicking 9XL, then you're not just fat. You are TLC Sunday night programming fat. And at that point, you don't need any fancy clothes because the only thing you'll be wearing is your California king-size mattress. And the only people you will ever have to dress to impress, well, other than the pizza delivery boy, will be the volunteer firefighters and the crane operators who have to show up at your house to cut a hole into your roof just so they can airlift your fat ass to the truck scale down at the bariatric clinic. <laughs> you know, you bring up an interesting point. If you have 9XL, why aren't you just wearing a fucking moo at that point? Like, why wear pants? <laughs> I don't even know if you're 9XL if you can get out of bed. Like, I think those are... If you're 9XL, aren't you pretty much confined to your bedroom? I mean... <laughs> I don't even know if you can get out through the doorway. Do you remember uh, uh, our friend Judd in high school, his dad, Big M? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like Big M was, uh, he had to have been 9XL. He was huge. I, don't, I mean, I know at one point he was bedridden for a while, but he was a, he was a fucking cool guy. We used to love going over there because Judd's Judd's parents got divorced, and uh, when Judd moved in with his dad, he could do whatever the fuck he wanted, and his dad couldn't fit down the stairs, so we could just go steal beer and just hang out in the basement, and it didn't matter. Yeah, his dad was incredible. His dad was also like seven, you know, he's almost seven foot tall, yeah, so he, he was, was just huge. he was just a big big man. And Judd himself is like six foot eight, three hundred and some pounds. So, the whole family um, was big. And they're a very yeah. large family. The sister, the other brother, I forget his name. But, the, but yeah, I remember uh, the, the dad, Big M, was, he was a big guy. I'd never seen a guy that big before. He was a great yeah, guy, Yeah, he was too. super cool. But, yeah, I, somebody told me when I, when I because I, a lot of these uh, rants I write, and I, I actually post them before I do them on the show. And when I wrote that, somebody actually responded to me that 9XL isn't. They've seen stores that go up to, like, 14XL and 120XL. <laughs> I don't know who, who the fuck. I mean, I figured, like, okay, at first I thought 4XL is probably where they stopped making the clothes, and then to find out it's 9XL, and then, for, then to have somebody else tell me, oh, that's nothing. Some places are up to 11, 12, 14XL. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, why, why wear pants at that point? That's, that's, that's my point. Just put a fucking tarp on them or something. You know, it's like you, you don't need fucking pants because they're too big. I agree. I agree. And I mean, what the hell? I mean, where are you going to get the belt? To, I mean, they're not going to, they're going to stay up because they're so snug to your body, but they're not going to stay up because your belly is going to push them down anyway. I don't care what kind of belt or suspenders you have trying to hold that shit up. You don't need it. And at that point, I mean, just sit home and just keep eating. There's no point in, in doing anything about it. You don't have to look stylish. It's not like you're going to go out and get laid with your, with your nine XL pants. on. <laughs> when you're that big anyway, you're at the point where, you're never getting off your couch, and eventually you just fuse with a couch. You become a couch. You become part of a couch, and then oh, that absolutely. happens. You a become lot part of, of the. the yeah, you become part of the house furnishings. You're just yeah. you're there. You're and then you're furniture you're, at that point. When your heart eventually gives out, then you're just pretty much part of. And they'll have to remove you and the couch because you're a couch now. And then they just. Well, that's the easiest way to get you out, too. I mean, they can't, it's hard enough to get you off, to push you off the couch. They got, it's easier. They're going to have to move all that weight anyway. So they might as well just fucking hook up the tow truck to the bed and yank it out the door. But who, who's driving to the fucking big and tall store to get fucking 14XL pants? I mean, could they even fit through well, the door to get into the well, store? Well, that's what I'm saying. I drove by this business and it looked like just a normal business door. It wasn't like it was like. 
built like extra tall and extra wide. It looked like your normal door frame, like, you know, whatever their door frames generally are like seven foot two, six foot eight or whatever. And it looked, you know, however wide they are. It, I mean, it didn't look like anybody who weared a nine, wore a nine XL and had a 90 inch waistband could even get in the door. So they just have to look <laughs> at the shit through the window and then point at what they wanted. I don't know. Why aren't you just ordering it online just to avoid the shame? Just stay in your house, eat your Domino's pizza, become one with the couch, and watch Maury Povich. Life is going to be well, better exactly. for you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even sure that these, these – that, that would be about the amount of exercise. If you're at 9XL, that would be about the amount of exercise they want to put into anything anyway. It's just typing something on a keyboard. They don't want to have to walk out to their car, drive somewhere, get out of their car, walk into the store, walk out of the store. That's a lot of exercise for one day. If they keep doing that, they might actually drop down to 8XL, and they don't want that. And what the fuck kind of car are they driving? They're definitely not driving a Prius. Well, they're driving a dump truck, but they're riding in the back. <laughs> All right. Speaking of big people, uh, this story, this next rant comes from Texas, and it's about uh, dildos. Well, it looks like University of Texas students are finally going to go ahead with their Cox Not Glocks protest, where they plan to carry around dildos to protest guns on campus. Over 4,500 dildos have already been donated, which I think is fantastic. But so far, the only dildos I've seen you kids carrying around campus appear to be that of a Caucasian's penis, which I find to be very upsetting. I mean, I thought you millennial college kids were much more culturally sensitive than that. I mean, hasn't your college's affirmative action program or racial studies professor taught you anything? A campus full of a bunch of white dildos shows me just how hateful you little pricks are. Oh, that's right, sweethearts. A student body walking around with nothing but a gaggle of white rubber dicks isn't exactly representative of your college's racial or gender makeup now, is it? There seems to be very few black, Latino, or Asian colored dildos, and not a single plastic pocket pussy. So who's the racist misogynist now? Perhaps you douchey college kids should learn to check your white male privilege the next time you order boxes upon boxes as a sex toys for some campus-wide fake penis protest. I thought they would have taught you that in safe space class by now. Plus, I don't want to pile on or anything, but won't all of these dildos of yours help contribute to the campus-wide rape culture you're always preaching to us about? Just food for thought, because I surely wouldn't want any of these dildos to fall into the hands of the dreaded campus rapists that you keep warning us about every five seconds. Anyway, I'm glad to see that you UT students are arming yourselves with dildos and not guns, because the next time Charles Whitman decides to climb to the top of your school's tower to randomly snipe 14 students to death with a cache of weapons, then maybe you kids can just throw your fuck toys that were, by the way, probably made by a four-year-old in a sweatshop in China at them to stop the carnage. So, kids, my only advice to you is you'd better polish up on your dildo-throwing skills and hashtag hook 'em horns. <laughs> so, wait, wait a second. There's a Cox, not Glocks program in the universities now? Well, at the University of Texas, there is. The Texas <laughs> Longhorns. You didn't see that story? No, I guess I, I guess I must have missed that one. So what, are they just walking around carrying dildos? Well, because Texas and Texas, Texas are trying to pass, I don't know the exact uh, result of the, the vote, but they're trying, you know, how most campuses are gun-free, supposedly gun-free zones. Well, they're supposedly also rape-free zones, but supposedly everybody's getting raped at colleges every five seconds. But 
but they they're trying to you know Texas is a big gun state and they're trying to pass laws where if you're you know legally able to carry you can carry a fucking gun on the campus which I'm totally for I think you should be able to carry a gun wherever the fuck you want as long as you're not a criminal so they're trying to ban guns from campus so the students of course because they're so worldly more worldly than people that are older than them they get all worked up about this that they don't want guns on campus of course it was okay for the shooter in Virginia Tech to have his gun on campus <laughs> but apparently somebody who can legally carry oh my god get him off campus so they don't want any guns on their campus. So they thought that it'd be funny and ironic because, you know, these millennials are always such funny people. They thought it'd be funny to do a Glock's not Cox protest. So instead of, you know, where they'd, they'd order and get all these free dildos donated to them for their 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 little organization and then they'd pass them out for students to carry dildos around campus until they could get it so that there would no longer be people allowed to carry guns on campus. Hmm. Do you have to get a conceal and carry permit for a dildo? I think it should be open carry. I think if you're going to open a dildo or carry a dildo, it should be fucking fully exposed on your hip. I think if you're going to be walking around with these dildos, because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be walking down the hallway with somebody with a, a concealed dildo all of a sudden lifts his shirt up and there's a dildo and I'm alone with him in the hallway. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good point. That is a good point. Are these double-sided dildos or are they just single dildos, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. Kind of I don't know the <laughs> That's an excellent question. You should maybe write the leader of the dildo <laughs> campaign to see if they've gotten all bases covered because I would think that would be discriminatory. If they're only ordering these single-headed dildos when they could have double-headed dildos, you know, that's I think a little bit hurtful. Well, what I, the other thing, too, is if there's like rapists walking around, when they see all these girls carrying dildos, aren't they going to be excited by that? I, I, I'm not even a rapist and it excites me. So, yes, absolutely. I mean, it's it's giving the rapist, the campus rapist, it's giving him mixed signals that this girl loves cock and she loves cock in all of its form, whether it's some synthetic rubber product or a real veiny, throbbing cock. It doesn't matter. This girl is so into cock that she's carrying around a cock in her fucking school duffel bag or her her book bag. So, yeah, I think it's, it's sending mixed signals to the rapist. And I think that's terrible. I wonder if there's like a a cock strap that you can connect to your belt, you know, like an accessory. I, yeah, like a strap on. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> and I, I can't imagine why somebody wouldn't, you know, I, I think now would be if you're going to sell straps for strap on dildos, now is the time to sell it because there's a big use for them on the mm. UT campus down in Austin, Texas. Might be popular on the college campuses. Good point. Anyway, uh, Steel, that was a, a very informative fistful of Steel. Um, <laughs> enjoy your Labor Day. Uh, I, I wish you could still watch the telethon, but uh, apparently you can't anymore. But maybe you can just go and, um, I don't know, pour some ice water on yourself and, you know, uh, it, you know, you can feel what it's like to be to have muscular dystrophy. And, uh, and I'll post it to YouTube for you know the ice bucket challenge with a hashtag ice bucket <laughs> challenge, and then I'll tag I'll tag you in the challenge, so you have to do it too. Yeah, that that that, that, that sounds like a good use of your time. Anyway, Steel, yeah. thanks for being on the show. We will talk next month when we're back with another episode of Fistful of Steel. Hey guys, it's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my little Garrett's 
disease got pretty bad. Let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E. I am now a new man. Thanks. So Harrison, we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call we got we got is from a guy who we haven't heard from him in a few weeks. Uh, D. Michael. Ah, uh, yes. D. Michael. Hey, D. Michael here, man. Yeah, the guy talks like a fucking handlebar barricade. So, last night, I, I just... Talks like what? A Hanna-Barbera character. A Hanna-Barbera character. Which it's said, kind of hard for him for me to understand it in a D. Michael he, voice. Which is how he started another call like that, too. The guy that talks like a Hanna-Barbera character. It's either got to be more catchphrasy or you got to switch it up. I like it. All right. It was a day off. I thought, you know what? I'm going to get fucked out of my middle of the day. Why not? You're like Harrison. So I started yeah, off. I mean, that's what I'm... I started off with Tramadol. I took a couple of Tramadol. I started off with... A little buzz, really not much. Got, got a bottle of uh, wild turkey, right? It's a weed, so it's smoking. My buddy's like, hey, I got something some Xanax. I'm like, cool, let's do some Xanax, man. I got mm. some Xanax and a Fetacryl. Got some Robitussin. Last night, I don't remember, so I'm going to hand the phone off to a friend of mine who's uh, called in before. And uh, he's going to fill you in when uh, I, I, I can't remember. Hey, what's up? It's Alex. Y'all made fun of my laugh last time. I knew you. I, I knew you would. It, Wait a what? second here. D. Michael yeah. passed the phone off to his buddy. Yeah. Wow, this is like a. It's, it's like Wait, a, are you just surprised he has a buddy? I, I just. Is that what I mean, I know he he probably has yeah, friends because yeah. right. I mean he went to Mexico and showered with like friends in a public shower. Sure. I, I I don't know. It just surprises me that this guy has friends. It surprises mm. me that any of our sick and wrong listeners actually have friends. I bet he got ringworm in that shower too. <laughs> like, what? How do you not get ringworm in that shower? Uh, yeah. Um, he... All right. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember this guy ever. So whatever. It, it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey. So yeah, he came over last night, and I mean, the first thing I notice is he can't walk straight, and his eyes are not open quite. Like they're just they're just really not. And uh, the man, the man, like, he walks up to my roommate. My roommate's like, you check out this watch I got at work because of a thing. And and he's just like, rich, which was supposed to mean nice, I guess. Because that's what kind of everyone just generally accepted. And he moved on. And I, I feel like I was the only one that really noticed exactly how fucked up he was. Because, I mean, when he was walking through the door, I could go out to the backyard. I mean, he just, he was tripping over the, the, the walkway. He closed the door. It took him about 15 seconds to do that. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, the man was just sitting there, and I, I tell you, the only thing this guy can do when he's that fucked up is get more fucked up. That's all he can do. It's all he's capable of. The man is holding a pipe with a shaking hand and taking a solid hit and taking half the pipe in one rip, Jesus Christ, and dropping all the cigarettes and, and chain-smoking like a bastard. Like, he's just... He's... What do you think D. Michael's face looks like right now? What, what type of facial expression does he have while his friend is recounting this tale? Like a kid on Christmas morning, you know, just looking at his new power wheels. Yeah, looking at his new power wheels he just unwrapped. That was a good night last yeah. night. Like, I think this guy is his his like press agent. 
His publicist, isn't it? He's getting I, he's getting too big for his britches, man. You know? I think it's funny that yeah. D. Michael's like he's got a day mm-hmm. off. What do you what do you suppose he does for a living? Doesn't he work at a farm? Is it a farm? Oh no, that's I'm getting him confused with the the retarded skill man. <laughs> I picture him working. They're starting at like, to bleed together in my mind. I picture him working at like a, an auto goods store, or okay. possibly DJ at a roller rink. Pet boy. <laughs> <laughs> possibly it's either one of those two oh, nothing man. in between right. yeah um but hey what I- here's uh montel <laughs> jordan with uh this is how we do it it's a uh, couple skate only <laughs> come on go grab a girl it's yeah. time for couple skating mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah um although what i find funny about it is it is that uh d michael mm. you know he's got the day off from the the roller rink right. and he's like i'm gonna go get some tramadol mm. and uh mm. some wild turkey and a xanax mm. and whatever else i can get my hands on and then i'm gonna go to my friend's house because that's where i like to go when i'm really fucked up right so then this is why we're hearing this tale. Okay. She's going like a chimney, like a fucking, like a fucking locomotive. It's, 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 yeah, and non-filtered cigarettes too. Yeah, he's, I mean, Jesus. All right, well, I just, we, we thought y'all should know because that's the thing. And uh, we, 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 we're still listening to the show. It's great. Uh, uh, Harrison, you're, you're amazing. Um, it was great hearing fucking Wackerly again. And uh, take it easy. Yeah. Oh, well, there Good, you go. Nice choice of press agent there. You gotta say, uh, Michael. Uh, mm. I mean, it's interesting hearing mm. the details of what happened, but nothing actually embarrassing happened. No, it doesn't. Yeah, he didn't like take a mm. shit on this guy's lazy boy. Yeah, although yeah. I mean, I, it's pretty much a guaranteed in my ex- personal experience. Like, if you're taking Xanax and you mix it with, you you can drink some on Xanax. That thing is just like a suggestion. Like, oh, don't drink when taking this medicine. You know, it's. It's like a suggestion. I always, whenever but, I read that, I'm like, yeah. that medicine gets me fucked up. Yeah. I yeah. probably should be drinking when I It makes that. it work better. Yeah. That's how it works better. But then you throw something else in the mix, and then weird shit starts to happen because of the Xanax specifically in the equation, where like all of a sudden you're sort of outside the realm of time, you know? Yeah, no, you're beyond the time-space continuum. You you're are. on your own continuum. Yeah. Yeah, you're point. you know you're watching uh, Dutch settlers talk to fucking you know uh, uh, Powhatan Indians, <laughs> you know all the while uh, you know fucking uh, you know goddamn like 1920s Jewish gangsters are like you know pulling a job like you just time has stopped. But the thing and, is, those conversations yeah. make perfect sense to you. At that time, yes. But when you try to explain it to your friend whose house mm. you whose house party you just crashed, mm. they're just like, "Wow, he is fucked up." Yeah, because that's the thing you kind of you kind of lose track of what drugs you've taken. Yeah, once you've taken that Xanax, all the other drugs are just like it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. you know, let's just keep doing more <laughs> because I'm not going to remember this night. You know? Worlds within worlds. Yes. That's how you travel the that's, different... That's, uh, that's what you should say when the woman takes off her headphones. Zones. Be like, can you, can you take off your headphones? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, what do you want? Worlds within worlds. <laughs> <laughs> worlds within worlds. Yeah, go try that. See, yeah. how quick it, it, see how quickly you get maced. Yeah. All right, the next call we got here is from a guy who wants to know about our past drug use. I can't tell mm. if this guy is seriously asking or if he's mocking us. 
Yeah, I, I actually I don't usually listen to them before, and I listen to it, and it's like, is this guy from like the moon? I don't know. It just seemed... I, I think he's kind of I think he's poking fun at us. Okay, okay. Hey, uh, D Simon, you said that you've done all like all the drugs you could get your hands on, shit. Oh, have you done crack or <laughs> smoked meth or anything like that? Just I'm just cutting. <laughs> I've off done all there. the drugs. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, honestly, when I was in high school. I read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when I was like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, what, like a sophomore in high school. Sure. And I was very inspired by it, as mm-hmm. a lot of kids are. And yeah. I was just like, and then you see all those drug movies, it's like, I want to try that. I want to try that at least once. Right. So at that time, I did. I tried to try any drug I could get my hands on. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get my hands on uh, peyote. I never, I never did peyote. Mm-hmm. But now, I've, I've, I've already mentioned this on the show, there's too many designer drugs. I don't, I don't yeah. even... There's no way I can keep up with it anymore. And also, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to try bath salts. Yeah. Not at my age. Uh, but yeah, I've smoked crack. I've smoked crack many times. I mean, the last thing you need <laughs> is to get involved in, in a long, just quagmire strategic war with the shadow people. That's the you last know? thing you want to do. That's the last thing you, want, you need. Yeah. You know, and that's so. what happens when you do too many drugs. Bath salts, specifically. Bath salts. Yeah. Um, no, I've smoked crack before. I've, yeah. uh, it's great. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. I loved it. You you like crack? Yeah. Did you freebase cocaine, or did you just go get actual crack rock off the street? Uh, it was one time. It was a thing in in New England they call Ready Rock, which is somehow slightly different than crack, but I've never understood why. And usually, you know, smoking out of a glass, you smoke it out of like a soda can with some ashes in it or some shit. You know? Hmm. Yeah. And it do it. God, that's got to be healthy. Oh yeah, no, it's great. The, the thing is with crack that I smoke so much tin foil. I mean, I you know. <laughs> the thing is with crack, I could taste the Alzheimer's. Free base cocaine. Yeah, that uh, we've actually cooked up ourselves. I've gotten super high off it. I think you go through it really quick. But if you have a lot of cocaine and you don't mind, it's not really wasting it. Mm. But you're just going to like power through that too, like very quickly. You'll get fucked up. You'll get really high. But crack that I've gotten off the street. Yeah, you get super high for about, I don't know, eight minutes, mm. and then you just get a headache. Right, right. You know, that, that, that come down just sucks, and mm. then you have a headache, and it's like, but you do get super high for a few minutes. You do, yeah. Not even a few minutes. I'd say longer mm. than that, like 15, 20 minutes, but it's just like the come mm. down just sucks. So yeah, crack sucks. And yeah, I've mm. smoked meth quite a few times, too. Yeah. Um, that's a drug I probably will never do again. I, well, you know, one thing I can't do anymore is uh, I used to be a... Uh, uh, a fan, uh, I, I think I'm. You know, it's a, a fan of it on Facebook. I think shooting cocaine. Was, <laughs> I've uh, never done yeah, that. Which was, you know, the, I've never shot a drug. Sherlock Holmes was was also an enthusiast of that. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I, it was like the best thing. It was like ice water, you know, uh, mixed with fucking angel pixie dust going right <laughs> to your brain, and then at some point. Like I tried again in you know in my golden years here, and uh, it just like instant panic attack. Ah, I have to go outside, have a cigarette, take a Xanax. Ah, it was terrible. And it's like I can't. That's it t- sometimes drugs like turn a corner, and it's just like I can't do this drug anymore. Because, I think it also depends yeah. though with cocaine. Yeah, it's like what that cocaine's cut with, who you're getting that cocaine from, how pure it is. No, believe me, I've tested it. The theory on multiple. Batches and it, and of varying just, purities from various people. And you yeah. still get the paranoias. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, well, I don't I'm know. A, I, mean, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a scientist, D. I, you know, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to just say random anecdotal things. I have data to prove this shit. <laughs> All right. Come on. So what, what, what hits you harder or what hits you faster? Snorting it, smoking it, shooting it or shoving it up your ass? You know, I would say because I mean used to shooting used to be the like shooting like because I stopped doing that for a long long time with anything and uh, it was like I would still snort cocaine once in a blue moon but it just felt like a waste like it felt like ah what a waste it's just a waste guy because you just don't get as high yeah and it's just like you're just yeah some of it's going into the air you know you i don't know it's just it's a less uh a, a efficient and economic delivery system um it's a less deadly delivery system though but it's you know but there's always trade-offs i mean whatever jesus was a cross maker what do you want right <laughs> so um uh yeah but uh i would say second to that is plugging cocaine is that shoving up your ass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's great that's I, i've done that i've yeah. done that a couple times mm. Um, with girlfriends that uh, were really into that. Yeah. And it's not something I would just do by myself. Hmm. But hey. I mean, sometimes it's just, yeah, you're in the bathroom. You know what I mean? You have to like <laughs> put it on your hand and be like, you know, and then your nose is dripping the whole night. You know what I mean? It, you, you, you solve that problem. It, it's you know, I've efficient. often wondered if yeah. marijuana was only available in suppository form, mm. would it be as popular? Uh, no. And would you share it with a bro? No, because it's not. It's not like a. It's 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 a good delivery system. It's not a fun ritual unless you're in the middle of fucking or like about to fuck or something. Plug you know? plug give. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plug plug pass. Yeah. All right. Well, we guess we're in the middle call. All right. Oh yeah, for I'm sorry. We just well, we just go off, don't Going we? About off. the about the crack. coffee talk. Yeah, thing goes for your hair. So I'm wondering if you like. I know you like heroin and shit. Have you done like, you know the? He says like I like heroin. Like a you know, like I I like watching. Uh, I don't know, fucking NCIS or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, you I like, think he's uh, saying he he's acknowledging that you you've talked about doing okay, heroin, oh, oh, but see, have I you see. done other shit? Okay, okay. Like the crack or the meth or maybe the crack. even like. Are you doing the crack down there? No, mom. I'm not doing the. Okay, because I'm on the Facebook and I and I don't know. Jinkum right. uh, or whatever the fuck it's called, Jinkum. You know, where you like you smell your own. That's not real. Shit, get high. Wondering, throwing that out. If that were actually real, like. All of life's problems would be over, I feel. <laughs> if people could actually just get intoxicated by smelling, you know what I mean? I'd have a lot more money, put yeah. it that way. <laughs> yeah, seriously. My God. Up there. Uh, yeah. All right. All I right. mean, is this uh, just morbid curiosity? So, okay, or? but is he being sincere? Yeah. Or is he ridiculing us? Because he's like, oh, listen to these two old guys mm. that think they're so cool, that done every single drug they could possibly get their hands on. Or is he I, sincerely inquiring? Like he, he might be know. from like Nebraska, and you, you know, they, why did they do meth there? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where this guy's from. Uh, he he might he might be like still trapped on the set of that TV show Seventh Heaven, maybe you know, and that's why he doesn't know about this kind of show, stuff. Like they shut it down, they shut the show down. He's still stuck there. I don't know. I think the thing is with drugs, mm. it's like I, you know, 
I wanted to try it. I wanted to see what would happen. I personally do not have an addictive nature. Mm. And maybe to maybe it's because I've done drugs to the point, like I've done heroin to the point where I did feel compelled to keep doing it, and mm. I stopped. Right. And that's the thing. It's very dangerous to do a lot of these drugs. But mm. some people, I think, have a predisposition to these drugs. Oh, yes. To, uh, to, to continue, to, you know, because you have an addictive nature. So mm. even doing cocaine a few times, mm. you're gonna, it's going to become a habit. It's going to become an addiction. It's, ne- it's never been like that for me. Mm. Maybe I'm lucky, but also maybe it's because I realized that and I stopped doing it. Mm. But that's, that's the thing is with drugs. It's like it's a slippery slope and it's a dangerous path. And, you know, maybe try it once. If you're curious, why not? But uh, don't say I didn't warn you. When you're sucking dick for crack in that alley, why in the you, tenderloin. Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> All right. <laughs> when you look like Harrison. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't I know. You never warned me. Fuck I, you. I've learned that I, the mm. one drugs I'll never do again. I probably would do heroin again. I enjoyed heroin. Mm. Uh, but I, I'll never do meth again. I think meth is a, is a terrible drug. Oh. I just think it's a shitty know. drug. I think it's a shitty high. Oh, your majesty. Oh, I'll never do meth again. Mm. I think it's a shit yeah. high. Yeah. I think it's a shitty drug, and I won't do meth again. That's, that's the drug, and that's where I draw the line. All right. Oh, we've got... We, yes, I'd like to do that meth, but uh, we have tickets to go see Carmen at the <laughs> Metropolitan Opera, so... Maybe another time. Sorry, I'm gonna have to pass yeah. on this on this meth excursion of yours. <laughs> elite, Are there any drugs you would do at this elite point? Coastal motherfucker, uh, hallucinogens. Oh, you won't do uh, as you don't smoke weed either, but I, no, I can't. Um, I'd like to. I, it'd be great to have a fucking harmless habit. Did you ever do uh, DMT? Uh, I've done ayahuasca, which is yeah, what I've, DMT is yeah. made from. I've never I've, see. I've never done that. Well, I guess I've drank an you know ayahuasca funny? extract, but I, I also know. have all of the ingredients to make ayahuasca in my cat in my kitchen cabinet. Really? There's just two different. Know. There are two different vines that are kind of cooked together. Do you have the vines? Yeah, yeah. Where'd you get the vines? I ordered them on the internet at some point, and they're just sitting in your cabinet. Yeah, yeah. I never used them. <laughs> Probably never will. So. You should do yeah. it. Uh, we before should have a the, contest. You should do it before the next interview, the ah! next job interview. Why not? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you meant like you know, next time you know we interview someone who's famous for like, uh, I don't know, sucking uh, the guy who dresses up like Elmo's <laughs> dick or something. You know, <laughs> like, actually, where, where okay. The fuck we Here's an idea. Yeah, let's get Harrison uh, all hopped up on the ayahuasca. Head to the ball. And I'll film you talking to girls wearing headphones. Oh, okay. That might work. Yeah, that could work. It's a viral video. <laughs> anyway, in answer to your question, yeah, we've done all the drugs. Friedrich uh, Nietzsche <laughs> was on Seventh Heaven. <laughs> and that's where these clowns come from. Speaking of drugs, mm. the final call we got here is from our favorite uh, drug dealer, Nigga Face. Mr. Face. Mr. Face. Yeah, so I'm not going to be too anti-Semitic because my uh, ex-fiance who died of a heart murmur was Jewish and I'm 100% purebred German. Her family hated me, but besides that, you know, this is all, you know, this is nigga face. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of the... <laughs> Where, how do you start a phone call like that? That's a weird, yeah. <laughs> There's no like, hey guys, how's it yeah. going? There, What's up, it was like wrong? a recap. There's like... <laughs> Previously on Nigga Face. 
previously yeah, yeah. at Niggerface's call. My Jew fiance died of a heart murmur, and you know. I, I kind of like the the yeah. tone of voice, how mm. it shifts, like from mm. uh, my previous fiance, he died of a heart murmur. She was Jewish. I'm not going to be anti-Semitic. I'm 100 percent sure. Yeah, yeah, this is nigga face. Like he kind of like shifts. He does. Yeah, it's it's Brilliant. odd. Yeah. But yeah, no, a lot of these, a lot of Jews uh, still uh, hold a grudge. You know, a lot of Jews, Germans. A lot of Jews were upset about that whole Holocaust yeah. dealy. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, even my my well, my biological grandmother in England, right? She she wasn't originally Jewish. She converted when she married uh, a, a super Jew, and um, she uh, she after World War Two. You know, I mean, I, the city she lived in got bombed. You know, by the buzz bombs, but. She uh, won't listen to Wagner anymore, you know, which is like the British equivalent of being upset about something, you know. You know, I remember uh, when I was, God, I probably was about seven or eight years old. Yeah. My dad's birthday. I went out and I bought two Wagner tapes for him. (laughs) (laughs) I wrapped them up and everything. And he, he was like, the look on his face was like, you know, he wanted to, you know, appear like, you know, you know, gracious, like, oh, thank you. You know, mm. I appreciate it. You were appear grateful. Like, I, I appreciate this. But at the same time, he's just like, I'm just going to put those over here. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I never saw him listen to him. And I remember I brought it up and then he explained to me who Wagner is. How old were you? I was like eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. My dad, my ra- dad. You just randomly picked it out. Of no, my dad Sam was. Sam Goody or something. My dad was super into classical music. Oh, okay, He liked okay. classical music. So I went to the store. Yeah. And I just I liked I liked the cover of this mm. Wagner album because it just or it just mm. looked cool this Wagner uh, mm. symphony or whatever and I was like oh this one looks cool I've so, never heard of this guy I called him Wagner and so I went to yeah, my dad yeah. and I was like I got you this Wagner tape and he was yeah. like yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of I will put this here for now and he just kind of looked at me and then I was just like you want to listen to it no. That's fine. <laughs> hey, Dad, I got you a subscription to the uh, White Christian Minuteman newsletter. I think, you, think you're going to dig it. Yeah, the next yeah. year I bought him a copy of Mein Kampf. <laughs> but anyway. It, yeah, now people don't even Isn't that like the name of Frank Ocean's new album or something? Now it like, means yeah, something totally different. Kanye West has a put yeah. an album out called Mein Kampf. I called to talk to you about the U.S. airstrike. That killed eighty-five plus fucking people, including children. The one against that the mistook fucking uh, the coalition air took uh, for coalition attackers in fucking out uh, Middle East, yo. Okay, for a second, I thought I, I, I again. I'm getting these people mixed up sometimes. I thought he was talking about. The, remember the guy who's like. They bombed the Black Panthers. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a few weeks ago. No, I think uh, the eighty, the, the U.S. airstrike on the Black Panthers killed eighty-five people. I think Mister Face is talking about okay. uh, some bombing in Syria okay, or something, okay. or drones or yeah. something. Yeah, shit happens like every day. Yeah. Right. What the fuck is that, man? These motherfuckers are coming at me with hundreds of millions of dollars worth of fucking uh, funding. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to take my ass out. Harrison, we are going to go fucking party. They're trying to take my ass out. Like, yo, you doing bad, dude. You fucking selling drugs. Now, fuck you, nigga. I am capitalism through the roof. I am the purest form of capitalism. I am taking all of your capitalism 
this is taking quite a dramatic shift. It, it like started out as the airstrike in mm. the Middle East and the the coalition forces, you know, massacring people, and now it's shifted into they're coming after him. I feel like he might not be. Uh, um, it seems you know I don't know. He seems like he's you know smart enough to be careful about his business dealings, so as not to get caught. But I feel like he's not really making the right decisions with his money. You know, I think there are probably many decisions he's not making. Yeah, the right ones out of because basically you know? in that kind of situation, you want to have like fifty grand, like twenty five grand at the least, maybe fifty that a lawyer already has as a retainer, right? Because as soon as you get caught for some shit, they'll try to freeze all of your money so that you can't you can't hire a lawyer and you have to get the fucking court-appointed attorney and then you have to settle for like whatever the fucking DA wants to give you. You know? Yeah, you got to take a plea. Yeah. So at least you get a, a a decent attorney already has your money. Yeah, right. That's uh, what you do. One attorney in the hand is better than yeah. four public defenders in prison. Cuz you think like, "Oh, I have money, I'll just wait." Nah, because they, they can just freeze that shit right away. Yeah. Boundaries, and I'm breaking them in half, and I'm selling all these fucking sad, low sacks on the fucking street. And uh, it's, it's just fucked up, man. I don't understand what's going on here. I wish I could talk to you guys all fucking, you know what I'm saying, like up fucking close, but I'm going to have to leave you a message. i try and keep this one under three minutes without it cutting off. But, dude, goddamn. Are you shitting me? Y'all gonna kill 85 fucking plus people, fucking spend millions of dollars on this fucking attack and shit, and it ain't even the right motherfucking niggas? What the fuck you gonna do when you raid my house, man? The worst thing I gotta worry about is you killing Hondo and me. Oh, oh my God, baby. Well, actually, I'm a God baby no more. He fucking left, but... No, listen, I, I, I got What the fuck is a god baby? I, I, I was just about to ask that. I have mm. no idea where he's going at this point. Mm. So wait, they, they killed 85 people, but then he's worried that they're raiding him as well? Like, why why are they raiding him when there's these these forces, these Syrian forces they should be killing? I or think he's, or he's, he's, he's trying to draw parallels between the the war on terror and the war on drugs. People, I think this is why you I mean, shouldn't do that many drugs. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I always, you know, he's white. This is so why I don't do meth. He'll be all right, you know. I think probably. I think I, I actually have a picture of of Hondo. Um, whereas I do actually. I have How a, do you have a picture of Hondo? Well, I, occasionally I talk to this guy. You, know. <laughs> you guys chat on the phone. Yeah, you know. Whoa. Yeah. Hondo looks a lot different than I thought. He looks like very regal. See? Oh, I, I kind of yeah. thought it was a pit bull. That yeah. kind of looks like McGruff. Yeah, it does. Isn't that crime This dog? dog looks like a detective. Yeah. You know? Looks like, like he's going to solve catching crimes. catching pedophiles. Yeah. Hmm. And he's got a very kind of kind of like um, jaunty collar on. I don't know. You know? Uh, yeah, so. Anyway, what, what else does Nigga Face have to say? Or is that it? Oh, no, there's more. Sorry. Worry about this shit? I gotta worry about you spreading out and killing my fucking family, stealing millions of dollars on this bullish. Y'all are motherfucking niggas, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm sorry, that sounded a little bit racist. I can't say that, being uh, German-American and yeah, all. Oh, American of German descent, please forgive me. 
Uh, except for D, go fuck yourself. I don't give a fuck. Go step into the shower, brother. <laughs> Harrison, we gotta hang out, man. It's gonna be some great fun. As to my, what I was. Jesus. Oh, fuck. So I'm not. Uh, What's going on? I'm right nodding now? again. Oh, he's, oh, he's nodding out. out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, no, but, uh, Harrison, go fuck yourselves, uh, you fat beluga whale, fucking smelly pussy cunt bitch, uh, I don't mean that, you can come with Harrison if you want, but you gotta stay at the airport. Oh, he's talking to me now. uh, I gotta stay at the airport, is that what he said? I don't know. I that airport not, I is cursed. <laughs> I want to see it. I don't want to stay there. No, but I, I think he was oh. talking to me and saying, I could come with you. Oh. Yeah. Is that it? Is just, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, it cuts off. Yeah. Okay, so it just kind of cuts off. This guy's never ended a call. <laughs> you know, it always just cuts off in the middle of something. Yeah, it's never been like, okay, yeah. well, take care of there, fellas. Right. And until next time, yeah. peace be with you. Mm. Okay, well, uh, thank you, mm. Mr. Face. And uh, are you planning on going out there? Because I want to hear. I'm I think try- you should get a camera for this. I want to. I'm trying to set this. it up. I'm trying to set it up. Um, I mean, between him nodding out and me being a fucking fruitcake, it's it's a little difficult to set up. Yeah, it's, I can it's imagine. It's a little difficult. Yeah. Um, but I'd hate to be your travel agent. Yeah, but I. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 fucking in. I mean, I'm in for anything right are now. Are you going you know? to stay at his house, or are you going to get a hotel? Um, whatever he's comfortable with. So what if he's just like, you can totally have this beanbag chair over here. I don't give a You're, shit. Oh my god, you should totally stay at. at I'm gonna uh, be. I'm gonna be fucked. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna be fucked up, man. You know. Wow, this so, is gonna be like the uh, yeah. the Juggalo gathering. This is, gonna, this is like my vacation from my vacation. I'm excited you know? to see this. Mm. I want this documented. Mm-hmm. This would be like a sick and sick and wrong documentary. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Anyway, people call us on hotline, 323-522-4032. Uh, we have T-shirts available right now at bargain prices because it's Crazy D's bargain blowout summer end of summer sale. Mm. Is that, no, wait. Crazy D's end of summer, uh, whatever, fuck Jesus it. We got Christ. T-shirts with $10 off right now, okay? And it's probably the only time you're ever going to get that from a Jewish man. Mm. So if you go to sickrollpodcast.com slash store right now, you can get a T-shirt for ten dollars off, and I'm throwing in a ten pack of stickers. I'm so crazy. I almost threw a bottle at a wall one time, but then I thought, oh, what if the glass falls out and hits someone in the eye, and then they sue me? So I didn't. But it was pretty crazy. <laughs> crazy D's end of summer blowout bargain sale. Ten dollars off T-shirts. Go get one while you can. Uh, Sticker song, song of the week. Harrison Gene Wilder died this past Monday. Yes, Gene and, Wilder. And the weird thing is, every time I hear that, I, not when I read it, but when I hear it, I light up a little bit because I think they're going to say Gene Simmons. <laughs> oh God, that I would be. Yeah, I yeah. would. Be, <laughs> I, yeah. I would not be upset in the least. Yeah, Gene Wilder mm-hmm. I actually thought was dead. I thought that guy died a while ago. Yeah, I, well, I remember he. Had, the last time anybody heard from him was when that horrific uh, Tim Burton. Willy Wonka thing came out, and he was like spoke about it. Oh, wasn't he upset that they remade it? Yeah, he said like it's dumb, and it was dumb. Do you think he realized he he became a meme that condescending Wonka meme? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you're that when you're that age. If you, you can, can really... even comprehend meme. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Mm. 
So Gene Wilder, yeah. who was in The Producers, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. Back Willy in the Wonka. days when it was totally acceptable to wear blackface in the movies, which was... <laughs> Stir crazy. Early 1980s. He no hung evil, with Richard no Pryor. Yeah, it was totally yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, he died in, uh, at his home in Stanford, Connecticut mm. uh, from complications from Alzheimer's disease, 83 years old. Mm. Who would have thought that? I, th- I thought he died a while ago. Um, but anyway, you know, rest in peace... Gene Wilder. I've always mm. I've always enjoyed him. I always thought he was really funny. Yeah. I liked him. All of his movies. Classics. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrified and, a whole generation of children. And is there a Willy Wonka? After, How yeah. creepy was that? Oh, man. Yeah. But yeah. The, the original book is creepy, too. You uh, but, lose. You get nothing. <laughs> this weekend, day, uh, they're actually at the, a- at the nearest AMC theater in mm. your town. Uh, they're airing Blazing Saddles and Willy Wonka. Mm. They're bringing it back. But anyway, we're going to, in tribute to Gene Wilder, we're going to end the show here with uh, a Primus version, the Primus version of Pure Imagination mm. from uh, the Willy Wonka movie. Apparently Primus, in 2014, put out an album mm. called Primus and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Uh, with the Fungi Ensemble. So here's Les Claypool doing pure imagination. Interesting take on it. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 549. Till then, take it sleazy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the chocolate room.
There's this one guy that Jeff hates, and uh, he kept calling him, yeah, fucking Blouse comes up to me and says this, and fucking Blouse. Blouse. And I was like, Blouse? Why, why do you call him Blouse? He's like, what's a Blouse? And I was like, uh, like a, a lady's shirt or something? He's like, no, a feminine top. Ah. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I, I never, knew it was something when you said it. I knew it had to be something like effeminate, but it makes perfect sense that it'd be a feminine top because a that's what a blouse is—a feminine <laughs> female's top that they put on a shirt. That's incredible. I had never heard that term before. I was just like, "Oh, okay." So then I started referring to everyone as blouses. <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I have to put that in my fucking repertoire somewhere, and of course, I'm going to have to probably explain it to some people first because they won't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But 